Welcome to the Plan Vision Podcast, where we share simple, straightforward investment and planning ideas for normal people. The description in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not construe this as personal tax, financial, or legal advice for your situation. Hello, this is Mark Sorrell with the Plan Vision Podcast. I'm going to discuss in this edition how I have seen the blogosphere, blogs, podcasts, the web, as it were impact personal finance and investing, some of the pros that I've seen and some of the cons as well. And in my, from, from where I stand, far more pros than cons. We saw in the late 90s, the dot-com bubble. I worked in the financial services industry starting in 1995. So recall how that all unfolded as an observer personally and professionally. Didn't really have, from my viewpoint, an immediate impact in personal finance certainly has over the years, but not as dramatic as some other industries along the way. But there has been the development of uh, the popularization of personal finance on the web for several years now. Some of the great bloggers that are out there providing wonderful advice and guidance and some of the important podcasts as well. Some of the benefits that I've seen is that people can essentially take more ownership in this whole process. You can learn more and you can learn at your own pace. You can essentially build your own education plan. You don't have to deal with salespeople, right? Uh, you can keep them out of the mix. If you do want to become educated through a salesperson or an advisory firm or a financial services firm, uh, you can set your own tone for that one. And you can gravitate towards those websites or those blogs that match your style and that match your way of learning. Also, another wonderful benefit is that you can find and evaluate very contrasting sets of opinions on investing and on personal finance. And then you can decide which ones make the most sense to you or for your situation. You can also meet people like you, either in forums or in comment sections or a lot of the groups that come out of this. They share your approach, your values. You can feel less isolated. And this can provide you some encouragement and some motivation as you go through this learning process. So I think people can absolutely become much better for better informed. They can be better shoppers. They can be better prepared. They can avoid the scams, even though many people still fall for them. They can avoid many of the scams in the financial services industry and feel more confident about your future. This process has also, I think, helped put pressure on the financial services industry. With the introduction and creation of new products and services, robo-advisors are a great example of that. So I think all in all, just awesome, the developments that have come out of how we can communicate through these online forums and resources to improve our own personal finance. But there's also some drawbacks I've seen as well. I think a lot of the websites and the bloggers go way out of their way to be too clever and they're competing with other blogs and they have to stand out. Some of these headlines that you'll see in these blogs are just ridiculous. So they'll focus on things which affect 1% of the, the consuming population. So I think there's, there's a lot of unnecessary uh, hype around certain investment concepts, for example, for example, trying to avoid required minimum distributions um, as retirees here in the States or the impact of inflation. 
I think there's too much given to those two, for example. Also, a lot of the blogs or the podcasts kind of have militant rules that they think you have to follow in order to be successful. And I think you have to be, you have to take some of those with a grain of salt. They may not apply to your situation. And in some of these groups, there are these bullies that like to tell people how to invest, how to save, can't be other ways to do it. So they can push people around, make people feel uncomfortable about their uh, financial decisions. Also, because of some of these rules and these generalizations, I think they can give people a bit of a false sense of security. For example, I'm much more cautious on the 4% retirement rule. It's very popular in certain circles, but uh, we don't know the future. I think people have to be careful careful of deciding how things are going to unfold for them based on this rule. So um, that's a, a concern I have. And this one is really important. I see this one a lot. There are so many resources available. It is seemingly endless, right? That this can paralyze people. They get stuck. They're, they've gotten too far down into the process, some conflicting information, and they just don't know where to go from there. And so this can be a problem for some investors that otherwise should be ready to go with their plan. And as a part of that, or maybe an outcome from this, when you get involved in, in, in learning more about this important information, you can also lose perspective. So awesome what's been developing the last 10 or 15 years with many of these successful bloggers and podcasters and sites that provide great information, but it can slow people down at the same time as well. So just some thoughts on what I've seen as I've interacted with my clients on how the web helps us become better financial product consumers. Thank you for listening to the Plan Vision Podcast. Let us know if you have any questions or comments on the topics covered.